This is Laura looking for love, and since this is the last episode of 2017, it's a good time for some deep self-reflection, looking at our past, looking at the year we're about to complete, and also how far we've come, on an individual level as well as a community. When Martin Luther King Jr. gave his legendary I Have a Dream speech, one of the reasons it resonated with the world was because he hit upon an aspect of our spirit. Dreams. Dreams are not logical, they are not rigid, they are full of possibility and freedom and hope. And although we often use the word dream to mean a wish or desire connected to our highest spirit, we sometimes forget that our actual dreams, the world we enter during our sleep, holds infinite answers, insights, and opportunity. If only we can remember them and then bring them into our waking human experience. And this week, I had a dream that I want to share with you all. In this dream, there were people I knew in this lifetime and some I didn't. One who I did was a friend from college who I hadn't seen for about a year. And because dreams don't follow timelines or logic, during the year we hadn't seen each other, she had managed to have a baby, a son, and the son had already grown to be 17 years old. She said she was happy with her son and that she loved him, but that something strange had happened when she gave birth. That right before the delivery, she and her husband were at the airport and she saw a baby. And she remembered this baby's face. And when she delivered her son and the nurse handed her her baby, she looked down to find that it was the exact same baby and the exact same face of the one she had seen at the airport. And it freaked her out. And she said to me, I didn't want someone else's baby. I wanted it to be mine. And in that exact moment, I was suddenly aware that I was in a dream. And I told myself, remember this dream. I even thought I need to do a podcast on this. I willed myself to remember because that one phrase blew open my awareness. That one phrase, I wanted it to be mine. Because even though I was in my dream, I was between worlds, the dream world and the waking world, and I was remembering both simultaneously. And I remember that in my waking world, just the day before, I had said the exact same thing. It was right after Christmas. I was in my car driving, thinking about the future and about all that I was looking to create the bigger picture. And just like all of us, those things that we create and work hard for, when it is time for us to leave this earth, we tend to want to pass them down to the next generation, most often our children. And as a single woman with no children, I did think about this, about all the things I wanted to pass down after I was gone, and who was going to create that which I started. And for the first time in several years, I thought about what it would mean to have a child. Now as a woman just entering her 40s, I'm aware of my biological clock. And for a brief moment, I thought, I don't have much time. And then I thought, well, I can just adopt. And then I thought, but if I adopt, it won't be mine. I want it to be mine. The exact same phrase my friend had said in my dream. But I quickly caught myself because I remembered that what is ours in our human experience is very different from what is ours in our spirit experience. In our human experience, our concept of ours is very tied to the physical. Objects, people... And in terms of this particular example, DNA. In the dream, even though it was my friend's baby, genetically it wasn't. And she was attached to the idea that her baby should share her DNA. But as spirit, we are not only connected to this lifetime. We have lived multiple lives, experienced multiple dimensions, and have had hundreds of children. And we can care for them, whether we birth them ourselves or not. Which leads me to my next topic. Why we forget. So just as I was thinking about what I wanted to focus on, on this very last podcast of the year, my mom had sent me an email forward about why we forget our spirit experiences. 
the memories of before we are born, when we are just spirits without bodies. And the reason, according to the email, was because not remembering that there was anything before helps us to fully commit to the only thing we know, which is this life, this body, this experience. And it made a lot of sense. And although the email focused on the benefits of this so that we can enjoy the journey, what it left out was the side effect of all of this, which is the attachments. Because we believe it is our only life, our only body, our only identity, our attachments to possessions, attachments to our racial identity, attachments to our socioeconomic class, attachments to our biological family. While these help to create the reality of our journey and experience, they also create division and conflict. It's what keeps everything political, attachments to our beliefs. But just like with all norms in every area of existence, there are exceptions. And although we forget before we are born, there are those few who sometimes still remember, defying the laws of natural order. There's a book called The Boy Who Knew Too Much. It's the true story of a little boy, a baseball prodigy who at a young age could still recall with detail his past life as Lou Gehrig. Well, as he got older, his memory eventually faded, but he still remembered as a very young child. And in my dream, my friend's son was like this little boy. He still remembered. I was able to talk to him. I asked him what happened, and he said, I think I must have died as that little baby in the airport and been reborn again through my mom now. I do remember being in the in-between world, but I didn't want to follow all the rules. I wanted to explore. I remember being on an elevator, and I guess I was supposed to press a button that I either didn't press or I might have pressed the wrong button. So my appearance stayed the same, and I still remember. And the one thing I noticed about this boy, my friend's son, as he was talking was his complete neutrality of the situation. Where my friend was very attached to the biological labels, the DNA, and what was hers, her son was very calm, peaceful, and accepting of the fluidity of his spirit as he traveled from one dimension to the next. There was no attachment, but there was also no sense of suffering. And so while the email forward suggested that the reason we forget is to enjoy our life's journey, the reality is that life is not always joyful. It is full of suffering. Suffering brought on by attachments, the loss of that which we are attached to, and in order to stop the suffering, we need to do what my friend's son did in my dream. Remember. Remember who we are beyond our skin and DNA. So as we complete 2017, let's take the opportunity to reflect on our dreams, both those we've created in our waking hours and those we enter as we sleep, and will yourself to remember. So that's all for today. Happy New Year, everyone. And I will be back here next Friday. I have a lot of changes in store for the Bonsai Babes Empowerment Center that are in the works and I'm excited about. So check back on the website from time to time to see what's new at thebonsaibabes.com. And I will see you back here in 2018.